First, we were in your community. Now, we're in your ears. Did you know that earwax color and texture varies from person to person based on their genes? Scientists have used earwax information to trace human migration throughout history. That's pretty cool. Mention this fact at parties and people will think you're cool too. This is Pager, a podcast brought to you by the West Bend Community Memorial Library. It's like stopping by the library to get personalized book recommendations with none of the potential germ exposure. Thanks for tuning in to Pager. I'm your host, Hannah, the young adult services librarian whose hand-washing song of choice is Jolene by Dolly Parton. I'm begging of you, please just wash your hands. March is National Caffeine Awareness Month, so please, be aware of caffeine. Be aware that all librarians run on caffeine. Be aware that we sell coffee and tea from the reference desk on the second floor. But we want you to be happy and healthy, so please also be aware that caffeine is highly addictive. Believe us, we know. No one knows better than us. We're already halfway through March, beware Mr. Caesar, and summer reading is fast approaching. The summer reading program here at the West Bend Library is always packed full of activities for all ages, often with multiple events on the same day. So much goes on that it just wouldn't be possible without the help of our devoted squad of teen volunteers. Our guest this month has more experience as a teen library volunteer than just about anyone. You might know her from her work as the editor-in-chief of the West Bend Current, or from her status as one of the few people I know who's read even more young adult fiction than I have. Samantha Deedle is here to tell us more about her volunteering experience. Hi, Samantha. Hi. (laughs) So, you're kind of a big deal. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Samantha. I go to West Bend West High School. I'm a senior this year. I'm planning to study journalism and English in college. Like you've already said, I'm the editor-in-chief of the West Bend Current. You can check it out at westbendcurrent.com if you want. That's that's awesome. Um, So, what made you decide to volunteer at the library? So, I was kind of encouraged by my family to check it out because I moved to West Bend the summer before freshman year. And so I didn't really have time to like get into summer volunteering at that point. But then once that next summer came around, my family was like, hey, you're into reading. Why don't you check out the library and do some volunteering? So that's what I did. (laughs) So glad you did. So what was your experience with libraries, our library, or in general, before you started volunteering? Before I started volunteering here, I kind of had only actually checked it out a few times. Like I had a library card and everything, of course. But it was one of the first things I think that we checked out in West Bend, like when we were first kind of transitioning to the move. So that was kind of my experience with the library initially. But you're a, you're a library fan. You like to read. Yeah, so right. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. much, it's, a, it's pretty low stakes volunteer duty, I think. How was the volunteer application and orientation process, if you remember? I thought it was pretty painless, honestly. The application is super straightforward and the orientation process is nice because then you get to get a mini tour of the library. And so, I don't know, you, you, you guide it pretty well, so... Thanks. I, I try. And I always ask for feedback, too. So it, it is getting better all the time, right. I think. Did anything surprise you about volunteering? Many things. <laughs> so I, in terms of just the volunteering tasks that I was required to do, I was not expecting to be sorting beads for like a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a bead event. Someone had donated a bunch of beads and we found more in the library and Samantha organized all of them. It was incredible. That was so many beads. I, I didn't even get through all of them because I had to go back to school. So I, I'm not sure what happened with the rest of them that he sorted. But I had to do that for a lot of hours that week. And then I was also just kind of surprised by... I mean, you'd think volunteering at the library wouldn't be super exciting, but it actually was. <laughs> I don't know. I was... Yeah, I don't know. The, the task that I was doing, like, while sometimes it was kind of boring or kind of tedious, like, the librarians are all super exciting and super interesting and super nice and... 
yeah, it just made me feel really welcome at the library. And I don't know, I felt like I, I was also kind of surprised too, because I felt like I kind of had this other separate family of librarians that was really nice to have. I swear I don't pay her. I'm not paying her for this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, my heart is so full right now. So did you learn anything interesting or make any friends or anything like that? I made some librarian friends. That's true. <laughs> she does come and visit us quite a lot and we appreciate it. I don't know if I necessarily learned anything interesting. I mean, I kind of did. Um, I guess I got to learn more behind the scenes how it works running like a public organization. That's um, true. Yeah. I think that that's an important thing to learn and understand considering, you know, how society works these days but (laughs) yeah so you do have a paying job now did you mention volunteering on your job application or do you think it made any difference so I did have a job already before I started volunteering here but I did get a second job after I started volunteering I believe I did put that on my application and I did think that helped because I did have some extra experience outside of my prior job but then I also it was also helpful in applying for other things like National Honor Society and college and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. I was going to mention, like, you're getting ready to graduate, so if you're applying for colleges and scholarships, you can always put volunteer experience uh, on those applications, and I've I've written uh, letters of recommendation for many library volunteers for college and for jobs have been a reference as well. Yeah, Hannah was actually, she wrote my letter of recommendation for National Honor Society, and actually for National Honor Society, you have to have, at least at my school, a minimum of 20 hours to get in. So that was, the library was helpful in that aspect. And then also for my school, they like to see that you get like at least 100 volunteer hours to graduate. So that was pretty nice with the library. And then also it helps a lot with scholarship applications because they like to see that you have done a lot of volunteering. And then when I was also applying to the University of Missouri's Honors College, Hannah was also listed as a reference for me. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty low stakes sort of volunteer environment I feel like it's pretty flexible we're willing to work with people's schedules and figure it out Um, it's a little bit more scheduled and structured in the summer but it's a pretty pretty easy way to rack up those volunteer hours I had a current West Bend senior who got his 100 hours of volunteering in in like three weeks last summer like in August he started and finished all of them and you know wiped down books in the collection and organize the shelves and we we can find stuff to do so pretty much uh, all ages and experience levels and abilities are open so do you have any advice for future volunteers i think my advice would be probably to not just stick to the reading booth area that's the one thing i actually have never done <laughs> because i think that that's probably the least exciting thing to do just because you sit there at a table all day which Some people might enjoy that, but I personally would rather kind of move around, go to different places in the library. I got to go in the basement a few times, I remember. (laughs) That was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, we're in the process of remodeling the basement, so that's that project is hopefully moving forward. But yeah, right now it's very not public, (laughs) and it's it's kind of a rare behind-the-scenes privilege to check out the basement. That's pretty much all the questions I have about volunteering, but do you have any books or series or authors you would recommend to our listeners? Obviously, one of my favorite young adult authors is going to be Cassandra Clare. Um, She had a book come out this month, um, a new Shadowhunter book, but for those of you who might not be familiar, she's mostly known for the Shadowhunter Chronicles. Those were some of my favorite books throughout middle school and high school. fantasy, right? Yep, yeah, it's like um, an urban fantasy series, yep. 
cool. Yeah, um, and there's a bunch of books, like yeah. a ton of books. So yeah, if you it's like that kind of thing, you can just really dive in and get immersed in that world. Uh-huh. And for the record, you can start with either the Mortal Instruments or the Infernal Devices, but <laughs> it, I highly recommend starting with the first three books of the Mortal Instruments and then reading the Infernal Devices, but it's up to you. That's not the order I read them in. But I recommend doing it like that. <laughs> That's what we suggest to people. So if you are interested in volunteering this summer and spending time with awesome folks like Samantha, we'll have a few informational sessions on April 13th and 14th. We do have volunteer opportunities during the school year as well. Teen volunteer applications are available at the information desk in the children's area on the first floor of the library or on our website at westbendlibrary.org teens. Just click on after school and I'll hook you up with an application. And Samantha, while I have you here, I have a riddle for you. Voldemort. <laughs> okay, um. <laughs> I told you it was awful. I told you it was awful. <laughs> so, and I, one last, unrelated, much cuter, less terrible joke. Why does an elephant use his trunk as a bookmark? Why? So he knows where he stopped reading. <laughs> I can't decide if that's better or worse than the previous one. I deserve shame. I deserve shame for my sense of humor. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today, Sam. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to be talking. And and for listening to my bad jokes. As per our time-honored pager tradition, it is now time for a fun library fact. One of my personal favorite things about libraries is how they partner with other community organizations to make sure they're serving the public as best they can. For example, we collaborate with the Museum of Wisconsin Art, the Washington County Humane Society, Casa Guadalupe, the Kettle Moraine Symphony Orchestra, and more to provide collaborative programming and educational opportunities. One community resource I recently learned more about is the Workforce Development Center, located on the Moraine Park Technical College campus on the north side of town. They're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 4.30, and they offer all kinds of support for job seekers of all ages, backgrounds, and experience levels. Local librarians, myself included, recently had the opportunity to visit the center and learn more about its offerings, and I was absolutely blown away. I could talk about their services for hours, but some of the big ones are free career counseling, regardless of where you are in your job search, free computer access, personalized instruction and basic computer skills, free printing and faxing for job seekers, and so much more. I'm sure you've sat through educational seminars for work, and you know how boring they can be. I myself have been known to nod off at a professional conference uh, from time to time. But this presentation was so fascinating and full of material that I was wide awake the entire time. Whether you're a teenager looking to enter the workforce with a work permit, a young adult seeking an apprenticeship, someone with an unconventional resume, a military veteran, or just wondering if you should ask for a raise, the Workforce Development Center is there to help. You can learn more about all the amazing things that they offer for free at wfdc.org or give them a call at 262 Three three five five one five one. At this point in the podcast, I usually give a shameless plug for the library blog, and I will this month too. It's full of facts, library information, explanations of how to use library services, staff picks, and more great stuff. But this month I want to talk about a recent blog post on a pretty serious topic, COVID-19. We're working to stay on top of this rapidly changing situation by following guidelines from the Centers for Disease Control, the Wisconsin Department of Health Services, and the Washington Ozaki Public Health Department. Our current plan is to prioritize the safety and health of our staff and patrons, to continue serving your library needs for as long as we can, and to plan ahead for changing circumstances. 
Our cleaning staff uses EPA-approved hospital-grade disinfectant for the elimination of COVID-19 and other infectious agents. And this is how we sanitize the restroom as well as high-touch areas such as countertops, tabletops, uh, doorknobs, elevator buttons, computer keyboards and mice, everything like that gets sanitized at least once a day. And thanks to a generous donation last fall, we do have plenty of hand sanitizer and wipes available, which we're making available for staff and patrons alike. And we're encouraging frequent hand washing by everyone, staff included. In the meantime, the library administration is developing staffing and service models just in case we do need to reduce services in the future. We're monitoring the situation closely, staying up to date with information from federal, state, and local agencies, as well as health organizations and other experts. We will continue to communicate any further impacts to the library using as many channels as possible, so stay tuned on our website and social media for any further developments. What can you do? Well, same as you would to try to avoid the cold or flu. Just wash your hands, cough into your elbow if you do have a cough, stay home if you're sick. As a public space, the library can't guarantee a germ-free environment or germ-free physical materials, no matter how many teen volunteers I send into the stacks or the children's play area with disinfecting wipes. There's no practical way to disinfect every library item, so you can minimize your risk by wiping down library materials when you check them out and washing your hands after you use them. While you're healthy, you should consider stopping by the circulation desk. You can designate a loved one or a trusted friend to pick up your held items and bring them to you if you do get sick. You can also place requests and renew items online or over the phone. And this also might be a great time to check out our digital collections. We have magazines, e-audiobooks, and online language courses through RB Digital. We also have ebooks, audiobooks, and streaming video, um, especially documentaries and kids shows, available on Overdrive, which uh, also operates the Libby app. So you can check out a free online course through Gale Courses and use your social distancing time to pick up a new skill. Whatever you do, be sure to fact check stories about COVID-19 before you share them on social media. And as one of my favorite authors, Douglas Adams would say, don't panic. It's a little surreal to start talking about upcoming library events when there's a possibility they could be canceled. At the time of this recording on Friday, March 13th in the afternoon, the only library event cancellation I'm aware of here in West Bend is the March Memory Cafe meeting, which was scheduled to take place on Tuesday, March 24th. So stay home, stay healthy, rest up, limit your germ exposure, and we'll hopefully see you in April. An event I look forward to all year is the NCAA men's basketball tournament in the spring commonly referred to as March Madness. And a testament to that is Book Madness, a program we run every spring at the West Bend Library. So if you, like me, are upset that the NCAA tournament was canceled, maybe Book Madness is an alternative for you. Back in February, the voting public nominated their favorite children's and teen books and series from Book Madness. The more votes a book received, the higher its bracket seed. So that prevented us from seeing the Hunger Games square off against Harry Potter right away in the first round. Book Madness brackets were available to fill out and have now been turned in for prizes and voting is underway. So each week we knock out half of the titles in the children's and teen bracket. We started with 64 children's titles and 64 teen titles. Half of them got knocked out last week and we're going to get down to the sweet 16 next week. So definitely stop by and vote for your favorites. You can vote once per day and all ages can vote. Doesn't have to just be kids or just be teens. Book Madness is definitely fun, but there are benefits even beyond the potential prize if your bracket is the winner. It can be a great conversation starter for you to learn more about what kinds of books your child likes to read and why. You can also use the brackets as a jumping off point to find books your child might like to read next. Plus it's a nice low stakes chance to discuss how to respond when the book you're cheering for is eliminated from the bracket. 
The winning books and series will be posted on bulletin boards on the first floor and on the library's website and social media each week. Follow along on Facebook and Instagram. Sweet 16 voting starts Monday, March 16th and runs through March 21st. The Elite Eight will be the 23rd through the 28th. The Final Four voting takes place March 30th through April 4th, and the championship round of voting will happen from April 6th to April 11th, and then the winning books and the winning brackets will be announced on Monday, April 13th. The Library's Preteen Book Club is a great way to meet other people who love reading. We don't assign a book, just drop by and talk about your favorites, a good book you've read lately, or even something you have to read for school. I will also be on hand to give out reading suggestions based on what you like, and I'll talk about a, a little bit about what I've read lately too. So all ages, teens and preteens are welcome at this event, which happens the third Tuesday of each month from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. We are still planning on having our regularly scheduled story times next week. This includes preschool story time, which is geared for ages 2 plus, has stories, songs, and a craft every single week. Just drop in, no registration required on Tuesday and Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. and Thursday evenings at 6.30. We also have baby and toddler story time every single Wednesday at 9.15, so stay and play afterwards after you've uh, heard some stories and songs. One of the other things that I'm always excited to offer is Needles in the Bookstacks, which meets twice a week. We meet Monday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. and Wednesday afternoons from 1 to 3. Uh, it's just a social space for getting together and working on uh, on some crafts. So it's kind of nice because you can maintain a nice social distance, but also get a little socializing in, get out of the house. So we work on all sorts of fiber arts, including knitting, crochet, cross stitch, and more. We've got a couple of Reading with Rover sessions coming up, thanks to the Washington County Humane Society. The next Reading with Rover session will take place on Thursday, March 19th but you can definitely check out the clipboard in the children's area, kind of by the information desk, to sign up for Reading with Rover on future dates as well. We're having a toddler and preschool dance party on Friday, March 20th. Come dance at the library. We will mostly be dancing, but we will also take a break to read some books. There will be a disco ball and bubbles next Friday the 20th. Toddler and preschool dance party will take place at 10 o'clock a.m. and run until about 10.45. This month's Crafting Saturday takes place Saturday, March 21st at 10 o'clock a.m. Every month, the library hosts a make-and-take crafting Saturday for adults and teens. Guests will be able to create a craft to take home. All programs are free, but donations are appreciated to help us continue to offer the free craft programs, and they're geared for adults and teens. They're a little too tough for children. So this month's will be calligraphy. We'll be learning how to inscribe an inspirational saying in beautiful calligraphy onto a a sheet of paper and then we will mat and frame it so should be a really good time next Saturday we do have a new book club called books on tap the group will meet at local coffee shops and pubs within the city of West Bend for March the group will be reading blink by Malcolm Gladwell and meeting at the garden lounge in downtown West Bend if you're interested in joining books on tap contact Sarah here at the library their next meeting will be Monday March 23rd at 6 30 p.m. for story time on the 24th and 25th of March farm girl Stephanie will be joining us to talk a little bit about life on the farm in honor of agriculture week so story times on the 24th and 25th from 10 to 10 45 or so 
each morning we'll have some cool stuff for the kids and then we're having a special farmer story time in the evening of wednesday the 25th we'll have some real live farmers from washington county to join us for story time and talk a little bit about agriculture in our area this is geared for ages 3 to 10 and there will be a live baby calf super adorable outside the library at six o'clock and story time itself begins at 6 30. That's Wednesday the 25th. Another event I'm really looking forward to is called If These Walls Could Talk, Stories of the Notre Dame Cathedral. This takes place on Tuesday, March 24th at 6.30 p.m. The Notre Dame Cathedral is much more than a place to gather and pray. Its original purpose was to instruct the illiterate public on the Bible stories through sculptures, stained glass windows, paintings, and more. Dr. Lori Wenzel will share the art and imagery of Notre Dame stories over the years, as well as the future facing the cathedral after the recent fire. Dr. Wenzel has a unique perspective on Notre Dame's artistry and its importance to the French and travelers from all over the world. She's a professor of scripture, former college faculty member, and church historian, as well as a noted expert in biblical imagery in great cathedrals. This program is free and all are welcome Tuesday the 24th. There will be no story time in the evening on Thursday, March 26th because we have story time in the evening on Wednesday the 25th. We're also looking forward to a new and exciting program called Kids in the Kitchen on Tuesday, March 31st. Did you know that involving your kids in the cooking process can help encourage healthier eating? Kids that help cook are more likely to eat what you prepare. When we involve them in the cooking process, they tend to try different foods they might not otherwise. Come learn how to read a recipe, how to use measuring tools, how to work with ingredients, and how to make meals healthy, tasty, and fun. There will be some interactive activities with this program, and all ages and families are welcome. Our spring yoga series will kick off on Tuesday, April 7th. I'm really looking forward to this. Please join aspiring yoga teacher Samantha Heckert for four sessions throughout the spring of Vinyasa Flow Yoga. Expect a physical practice with opportunities for med meditation and self-reflection. If you have a mat, please bring it along, but do come even if you don't have one. You can also use a bath towel. All you need is an open heart and an open mind. No registration is necessary, but please be aware of your own body and participate at your own risk. The classes will take place on the first floor reading area of the library. And stay tuned for some of our regularly scheduled monthly programs. We've got the Super Awesome Library Teens, who are a group that meets the second Thursday each month, basically to boss me around and tell me how to be better at my job. Talk about making the library more fun and engaging for teens and preteens. And if you want to join, definitely get in touch with me. We've also got Classic Movie Fridays coming up on April 10th. I think that's the second Friday of every month. There's a Classic Movie Friday for the older crowd. Um, it's Easter Parade is our pick for April, and that will take place on the 10th from 1 to 3. I'll have a Fandom Friday event for teens on Friday, April 10th. Lego Club will meet again on April 11th. Anime Manga Club will happen again on the 14th. So definitely check our website. Check out all the cool stuff that we do each month that kind of just reoccurs. There's all kinds of interesting things going on around here all the time for all ages. So if you are feeling healthy enough to come out, we'd love to see you there. Now, coming up in April, it's National Donate Life Month, which is all about organ and tissue donation and raising awareness. So we've got a couple of events that center around that theme. Kids and really anyone of all ages can color a Donate Life coloring sheet, which we will hang up on the wall of WOW. And then we'll have a prize drawing for teens who've watched a special video put out by Donate Life Wisconsin for folks who are taking their driver's ed test. It's called The Power of Yes. You can watch it at the library or online, then fill out a quick response form and enter in for a chance 
to win a t-shirt and other prizes. Then on Tuesday, April 22nd at 6 o'clock p.m., we will have a conversation with living kidney donor and children's book author Brenda E. Cortez. So if you or your child has any questions about organ and tissue donation, you can join us for this conversation with Brenda. Brenda's a strong advocate for living donation awareness, and her books for kids are great conversation starters. You can stop in, learn more about organ and tissue donation, and share your story. Definitely check out Brenda's books, which are all about a little character named Howl the Owl, and they talk about organ donation and some pretty heavy topics that can be difficult to discuss if you're not prepared for them. So it's nice that Brenda has provided these to open up the conversation about a topic you might not know how to talk about. Check out her books at donatelife.net slash books. This program is geared for adults and teens, but all ages are welcome. And you can contact me, Hannah, or Nancy at the library with any questions. As always, outside of the podcast, there are a ton of ways to keep up with what's going on at the library, especially if you want to stay on top of any potential service disruptions or closings with response to the COVID-19 situation. One of the things you can do if you're feeling up to it is visit us in person. The library is open Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Fridays from 9 to 6, and Saturdays from 9 to 1 at 630 Poplar Street. Uh, And if you don't want to come in if you're not feeling up to it, definitely give us a call. The number is 262-335-5151. You can also visit our Facebook page. We're West Bend Community Memorial Library. Our Instagram is West Bend Library. Tune in for some truly ridiculous memes from me once in a while. Our website, if you're interested in more information about anything I've talked about today on the podcast, is westbendlibrary.org. Once a month, we also send out an email newsletter. You can contact a librarian to sign up or scroll down to the bottom of our website and enter your email address. Printed copies are also available at the library proper. If pager isn't enough for you, you can hear my beautiful voice on the radio every week at 7.45 a.m. on Wednesdays on 101.3 WIBD. AM 1470. You can actually stream live at WIBDWestBend.com or ask your smart speaker to play WIBD on Wednesday morning. So 745 Wednesdays. Don't miss it. I'll give you the lowdown on upcoming library events and keep you apprised of the ever-evolving virus response situation. Once again, thanks for tuning in to Pager. Don't forget to wash your hands and use your Q-tips responsibly.